This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's a stab in the face with a soldering iron. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Allow me to be narcissistic for just one moment. (laughs) (laughs) Just one. (laughs) Just one while I get this information out about next week's show. (laughs) At least he's giving us a warning. (laughs) If you guys want to laugh. I'm going to be playing the Metropolitan Room next week, which is on 22nd Street between 7th and 8th, like literally right behind the Gotham Comedy Club. In fact, it used to be the old Gotham Comedy Club. Nuh-uh. Yeah, that's true. And now the Gotham Comedy Club is like this, you know, big monstrosity of a comedy club. World-renowned room. It's awesome. The Gotham Comedy Club is awesome. It is really cool. And it is like just like a rush to play there. But this... It's a smaller, more intimate stage. It's an actual one of the nation's 50 best jazz clubs, according to Zagats. Cool jazz, cool comedy. Come on out next Saturday. Yes. This is another one of those situations of gentrification, as we were talking about before, where it's kind of like you have this cool jazz club and you're like on. How can we fuck it up? Oh, why don't we let a bunch of white comedians go in there and see how that works out for the cool <laughs> j- for the cool jazz club? You think it will maintain its cool ranking after we're done? Let's see what happens. It's a whole different vibe, man. But you gotta check it out. But uh, tickets are twelve bucks for the show. There's a two drink minimum, but I mean, you know, what can you do for twelve dollars on a Saturday night in New York City? In New York City, it's nuts. You can't do anything. You can't even order Seamless for $12 in New York City. You can. A lot of places have a $15 minimum. So, I mean. And at least it'll get you out of the house. It's going to get you, in particular, away from the couch. It's the one part I'm not happy about. Well, I, that's the price of fame, Tom. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, really the one part I'm not happy Saturday is the day that I do nothing but sit on the couch. I know. So, you know, I it's see you like, looking at it like, I'll be right there in a minute, baby. <laughs> hey, baby, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Just doing this show on a Saturday, it's kind of like, what the hell am I doing in a chair, like a regular chair? This Why is ridiculous. am I in this backed chair and not the comfy couch cushion? Ugh, it's awful. And I understand everybody. But get your asses out of off the couch. If I got to go out, you got to go out. <laughs> Suck it up, for God's sakes. <laughs> You're going to need three things when you plan, if you do plan on going to the show. And we hope you do, because I'm going to have swag. Oh, yeah. You'll be having stickers and... Stickers. Oh, wow. Stickers and stickers. Yeah. You can have two, basically, if you ask for them nice enough. If you're nice, I will give you two. Yeah. <laughs> now, what you're going to need is the phone number, which is 212-206-0444. Four, four, oh. 
you're going to need the time of the show, which is 9.30, but they asked politely that you be there at 9 for seating. Yes. And you're going to need to give my name, Tom Rorty, or as I am going to change it to, St. Thomas. Because you are such a saint. Should I not change it to St. Thomas? Mm, not today. Ask not me today? tomorrow. <laughs> mm, all right. Fair enough. I feel like my hair is getting to the longest point where I can start to call it St. Thomas again, except for when I put it in a man bun. Then it's just like douche Thomas. <laughs> douche Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we get to see you guys there. I think it's going to be awesome. Yes, it is going to be awesome. The act is very funny, and I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. All right. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, if you guys get to go to the show, that means that they're going to invite me back, which is going to force me to write new stuff. So just it's just a win win for everybody. It is. It is a win win. So come out next Saturday. Yes. Now, why don't we check in with Nikki as she takes another stab at this week's You Heard. This week's You Heard comes to us right here from Harlem at 149th and St. Nicholas, where I was walking by a few people that were having an altercation, and one said, do you want to get knocked out? (laughs) Like, they just lay it out there, don't they? Like, it's just, you know, putting it out there, just, do you want to get knocked out? Like, who who would answer yes? I bet you anything there are people who would just be like, yeah, I won't get knocked out. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think so? Maybe. Maybe there's people out there with like a death wish, I guess. Yeah. Times have changed, man. We are a nation of just talkers for the most part. The majority (laughs) of us. There are a lot of us out there who will, you know, walk the walk. But there's a lot of people Doing a, more talking the talk oh, yeah. than anything. And I have like readily admitted that I am a total talker. Like I will say things to people like that, like will not get out of my way or like, you know, I'm walking and you're walking like four across and I'll just be like, oh, let me get out of your way. And I say it like really sarcastically, like someday somebody's going to like come after me. And I'm just like, please don't let it be this day because I'm really not in the mood to like have to try to defend myself. And I really don't want to learn how to use my mace. <laughs> Which is the only thing you have that will be a defense for you when it comes down to it, really. Because I'm still trying to be a teen model. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And that was this week's you heard. So. Let's see what this week's show is about, Nikki. Well, I think you gave a little foreshadowing nugget like you often do, which I love, when you said, take a stab. Well, this is my thing. Like, I'm I'm trying to be more of a wordsmith as the show gets more advanced and give you, like, little hints. You're like a a nugget giver. Yeah. So, like, I mean, even if you read the descriptions of the show or the show titles— like, this one is going to be called A Slice of New York. Some people might think, oh, pizza. Pizza, pizza, pizza pie. Think a little deeper than that. Think a little deeper than that. Think a little 
a little more along the lines of like our brand of life. I would say humor, but I don't know how funny this is going to no, be. No, I because I, I can already tell. I can already tell. It's like, yeah, we're there's not going to be a whole lot of laughter this time. Right. So when we go ahead and do this, we usually just sit around, we bounce ideas off of each other, and then we're like, going, "Oh my god, this is going to be a funny week." This week we started bouncing ideas around, and we were both kind of like hooked on like because of all the recent like things that have been happening in our lovely hometown. We were like, these are things we feel we got to talk about, but might not be really that funny. No, because I don't think there is, violence isn't funny. Well, New York was founded on violence, right. as was the rest of this country. I mean, this whole country. I oh, mean, yeah. It really was, like, given birth like a real birth. It was <laughs> just bloody and screaming and so on. True, and, very true, yes. You know, but I feel like... As time went on, the rest of the country found a way to settle down a bit, like like a lot of it. Like you don't hear of like, you know, like a lot of Amish attacks up in Pennsylvania or you don't hear about like any cowboys like, you know, doing <laughs> crazy things. Range. Yeah, like you don't hear like any more OK Corral stories. But you, for some reason, I don't know if it's that we're here and we hear it more because of local news or whatnot. But really, we here in New York, have just found a way to basically mask a lot of the violence that happens because it is still very, very much a part of our culture. It very much is, yeah. There's no cat fashion shows here in New York like you see on, you know, the local news back in Pennsylvania. (laughs) True. So I remember growing up and hearing about how scary the city was back in the 70s and 80s. But after coming here for the first time, I fell in love with it. And it was a lot more dangerous then than what it is now. But there was a truthfulness behind it. Like, you knew that when you came to the city, you had to keep your eyes peeled for everything. Or get the big picture, like my mom used to say. Your mom still says my that. My mom still <laughs> says that all the time. Like, every time I'm on the phone with her, like, because I talk to her, like, after work, like, when I'm walking to the train and stuff, and she's always like, what is that? What is that noise? Are you okay? Get out of there. And it's like, Mom, I'm walking near NYU. It's a Friday night. They're school students. They're excited to be out just like I am, you know? So it's like, right. and, like, the sirens, and she's like, what is this? And I'm like, it's the city. Like, it's the music of the city. <laughs> It really is. And what's so funny is your mom hasn't been here in so long, but she's still like, you better get the big picture. And it's like, you haven't been here in forever. The big picture has totally changed from what it was. was. Well, yeah, of course it has. I mean, things, things, the more things change, the more they stay the same, I say. True. But like, what's weird in this situation is that in masking all the violence, that happens here and all the assaults and all the robberies and everything else that happens there's kind of like this bizarre riffle when you have tourists come in from out of town and that you know because we're now like a multi-billion dollar like travel destination for a lot of people and they come in they come into midtown and they stay in that area and they're like oh man 
it was great. It was safe. There was nothing to worry about. Blah blah blah. And it looked just like home because there's an olive garden. Yeah, there's an olive garden. <laughs> there's a Ruby. Where'd you go? I went to Ruby Tuesdays. They had like five dollar apps, but then somehow it wound up costing fifteen dollars because <laughs> even though it's advertised as five, it's like a ten dollar surcharge and or something. I love how people like get so excited to like go to like a, like you know when you worked in Soho, like oh my god, we're, we went to like Victoria's Secret in Soho. Like I saw these this couple standing on the sidewalk the other day and they were like just talking and they're like well how do we get to the train that's going to take us to Times Square like I heard the one I heard the boyfriend say to the girlfriend and they he was holding a huge Victoria's Secret bag and she was holding an equally huge Victoria's Secret bag and it was just like do you not have that at your mall wherever you're from like and pay half like, I don't understand, because, like, you know that they went, went to, like, the one in, like, because we were in Soho, so it was, like, you went to that Victoria's Secret right on Broadway, and it's, like, what are you do? What is wrong with you? And it's so messed up, because no matter what anybody says, the prices are so inflated as far as places like that goes. Like, you could walk past some places as dumb as Dairy Queen, <laughs> and there'll be a sign in the window, and it'll be, like, you can get a burger, a shake... Or Blizzard and uh, fries for five ninety nine. You walk in there, it's never under twelve dollars. It's like when the sign says it's fucking five ninety nine, and somehow it's double the price when you walk out the door. New York City taxes, my friend. New York City taxes. But back in Pennsylvania, if it said five ninety nine, are you out of your mind? It's five ninety nine. It was five ninety nine. No, it really <laughs> was five ninety nine. So I don't know if they just make those posters and everything nationally and just stick them on all the windows and hope for the best. Yeah, probably. Maybe they figure the tourists might not be so good at math because they come from other areas uh, that are so much more inferior. Maybe. Maybe they do, yeah. And maybe they don't know, like, you know, the difference between the conversions in corn husks and American dollars. Perhaps, Tom. It, it could be. Sounds like you've got it all figured out. <laughs> if I had it all figured out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what I would do with that information. But <clears throat> so in all honesty, for the people that live here, the struggles have not changed for the lower and middle class. For the rich people, yeah, things have probably gotten a lot better because, sure, sure. you know, from high above silver towers, you know, everything looks wonderful down below. But like for us who have to go on the streets every single day. Or night, in the dark of night. Yes, which very often is your situation. <laughs> um, it's it's not nearly as safe as they would have you make it out to believe, is No, it? no. Like, the story that's getting spun right now is not really what you see. No, and there, if you, like, again, watch anything that's in the media, whether it be TV or newspapers or radio, you always hear how the city is so much safer. But every single one of those reports that are coming out of like our recent mayor's office is always followed by, you know, elderly slashed on train this morning mm -hmm. or another rape victim found like in Midtown. It's, it's never followed up with something like crime is low and... Let's say Wendy's is going to be really sticking to their prices of a six ninety nine lunch deal. All right. <laughs> you know, it's it's nuts. It is nuts. It is nuts. 
That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it is. It is like it's just it pisses me off because it's like you hear these stories like, oh, crime is down, crime is down, crime is down, and it's really not when like you're telling me in the story before that like, hey, like these people got slashed, like slashings, like it's and like it's a word that like I've never heard before like this year. You know, I and I think it's a word that went away for a long time. Like, it's like fashion. Like, I feel like crime is becoming like fashion. Like, like things go in and out of style? Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's just taking a little bit longer for crime, the crime cycle, as we will call it the crime cycle. The crime cycle takes a little bit longer. So, like, you know, you might wear bell bottoms in the 70s, and then 20 years later, in the 90s, bell bottoms come back in the style again. And then they go away by 2000. And I'm sure by 2020, bell bottoms are going to be back in full swing. I hope so. I do love a good pair of bell bottoms. It is. And you have a lot of them. So it's hard for you to like walk around and be fashionable when you're wearing these things <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> True. I've never been a fashion plate. <laughs> no. See, you and I, we have like this, we come from the same mold as far as fashion goes, where we'll just buy clothes that are in fashion at the time. And then like until they get like, the thighs worn out of them completely. <laughs> that, that is going to be our wardrobe because we ain't I going like, like shopping I like again. to call our style classic because we wear what's comfortable. Like, I could give a shit. Like, sure, I'd love to wear, like, a designer outfit or something. But, like, I want to be comfortable. Like, that's all. Well, it's hard to be comfortable when you have to worry about being slashed. Ooh, dialing it back down now. Dialing it back down. Bringing it to the darkness. This Let's is where go. our people like it. Let's go. Let's dive in. So... You know, a hundred years ago, slashings, Jack the Ripper, common. You would hear about these things a hundred years ago all the time. You would. Then all of a sudden, it went to, you know, I guess, what, musket attacks? (laughs) Which could be coming back around again. We don't know. Maybe. We don't know. And then it went to, like, you know, gun violence, which is what it's been for a long time. And now we're back at slashings slashings full circle slashes but in a way it's good because we skipped right over to stonings (laughs) because it seemed like we could have like really regressed and like brought stonings back around before the slashings and then at first i thought you meant like a different kind of stoning and i was like well maybe we should bring that back maybe somebody just misinterpreted what that was because i feel like the whole street smells like weed more and more every single day. I had to wade through a cloud of smoke the other day, and I was just like, man, to just do it right out in the open like that. That takes some, like... Well, remember when we went shopping, what was it, last weekend? And this building, when we first moved into it, seriously, it was it was awesome, man. Like, it was quiet. It was nice. It was just... Older people, for the most mm-hmm, part, yeah. um, the building was genderfied, but like everybody lived like pretty much on the same level. We were all here because this is where we could afford. And then I don't know what happened over the last three years, but I feel like you know those things, those polywogs that fall out of the trees. I feel like that is a symbolism for our whole existence here a polywog is that not what it's called i have no idea you know the things they're brown and you or green and then you throw them up in the air it's like a little helicopter floating down what's it called i have no idea i believe it's a polywog okay well then a polywog it is (laughs) so 
you know, I feel like that's our existence here. Like, it started off so good and so pretty, and the next thing you know, it just fell out of a tree and spiraled down and crashed to the floor. Because the other day, like, I swear, six teenage kids hanging out in front of the door. Like, wa- like that had to move for us to come into the door. Which they could barely do because they were so high. Like, the cloud of smoke around them was ridiculous. It smelled like a concert. Like a really, really, really good concert. (laughs) 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 Well, we were like, Cypress Hill here for free. (laughs) What the hell is going on? Then we were like, Cypress Hill ain't coming here. There's no fucking way. But seriously, it was just like, God damn, man. Like... It is insane that this is what's going on, but this is basically what our police force has been reduced to. They're not going to come and, like, look, man, I'm not saying arrest people that are smoking out in the open. I don't care that people smoke out in the open. Good for them. I think it's awesome that they do because they're not going to be motivated enough to go and, like, shoot or stab me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like, legalize it just for the fact that it would just, like, numb everybody. It would just chill everybody the fuck out. Yes, which is what this country needs right now. Like, just a cloud. As you read about, like, (laughs) protesters and... You know, things like that, because, like, shit is going to get real bad as soon as these, like, potential primaries are over and, like, the running begins, man. Like, shit is going to get bad. So legalize weed and calm everybody the fuck down. Yeah, and did you notice, I noticed this doesn't have to do it, well, it kind of does with violence, but back in the 60s when, like, marijuana use was stronger than it was today which is questionable because i wonder how many people behind closed doors smoke as opposed to back then when people smoked out in the open more. Mm-hmm. there were so many more peaceful protests when people were getting high at protests compared to now when they're not like if you look at like old tapes of like people gathering in the 60s and mm-hmm. protesting things they'll hold up peace signs and they're wearing flowers and they're, and they're all flowers. singing songs and playing like acoustic guitars right and they're putting flowers in like gun barrels and stuff but some of those like some of those protests were violent like there were violent aspects that either happened before or after those protests so i mean like there was violence everywhere but it wasn't like everything escalated as quickly as as protests are today well i was gonna say i feel like every single like protest is now violent because we were just watching on the news today that there was like an anti-trump protest that was happening no 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 here oh here right here in down like in washington square park and as the protesters were marching the police had now audio messages on tape that they were playing through loudspeakers along the route saying that if you step off the sidewalk you will be arrested and people were like purposely jumping off the sidewalk to get arrested and screaming at them and putting up fights Mm -hmm. and there was pepper spray usage and everything and it's kind of like you turned the act of walking into a crime at this point in time right yeah whereas in the 60s Everybody would just go out to an open field and be like, this is our protest, man. We're we're not bothering nobody. We're just in this field getting high and just giving out, like, our ideas. And then those people are going to go to work or whatever they do, you know, the record store or whatever they used to do back then. And then, like, spread that message on to the people that would come in. Where here... If you walk on the streets, you have a chance of getting arrested about talking about anything. Meanwhile, 
while these police are riding alongside these people and telling them, hey, you can't protest like this because if you do, you'll be arrested if you step into the sidewalk. There's people getting slashed and raped every single day. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So it's like, is this the best? And I understand, like, you know, there needs to be a watchful eye because God forbid somebody gets hurt, somebody gets trampled, you know, like, you know, opposing views start fighting and, you know, like there needs to be a police presence to kind of just keep the peace, but to like violently stop it. I think that's ridiculous when there's so much more that you need to be focusing on. But see, it's the fluff gig. Like if if you're a cop and you know that you're going to get a call during the day, because every cop is going to get a call at some point during the day, most likely, I would think that's just the odds of it because of the amount of people in this city. Would you rather be walking along a protest against Trump or would you rather be the guy sitting in a SWAT car at 149th Street? (laughs) Like, which one are you going to pick? Which one is going to lead to a lesser lawsuit at the end of the day? Because that's what you're facing, basically. Sure, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't understand. Like, we were talking about this the other day. Like, why? Like, my uncle was a cop back in Pennsylvania. And I mean, it wasn't. You know, I mean, he was, like, a little tiny town cop and everything. But, like, still, like, I remember him going to, like, a shooting, fires. Like, there were bad things that happened. But I can never understand why my uncle would ever want to be a cop. Like, I don't understand why somebody would willingly want to put a badge on. Just because you don't know what's going to happen, whether it's a slashing, whether it's, you know, a shooting, like, whatever. Like, I would never want to put myself, maybe, and maybe it's me being selfish, but, like, I would never want to put myself in danger like that. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, like, what is the mental makeup of somebody who says, if there's bullets, I'm running to them, yeah, as opposed right. to away right. from them, it's kind of like... And I mean, like, you, and you have to, like, respect that, and even, like, like firefighters, like, man, like, you're running into a burning building to potentially put it out, or potentially save somebody, and, like, that is, like selfless like so there's there's definitely I mean and granted there's people that are you know that go into being a cop because like and I I know a bunch of cops like this that like put on that badge and they're like okay I can beat the fuck out of whoever I want I could do this like I could do that like they think it's like a carte blanche to be a complete asshole and like there are cops like that of course there but then is. there's like you know, the cops that just, I want to help people. I want to do good. I want to serve on the force because my brother did, my dad did, my grandfather did. Like, Yeah, this, there's an honor thing behind there it. There is, yeah. And I would say the majority of them have that honor factor. I highly, highly doubt that most people are sitting in their guidance counselor's office in their senior year and they're going over career options and they say, you know what? I really like to fuck with people. So maybe a <laughs> office, you know, maybe being like a law enforcer might be like a good career for me. I'm I, a bully. I should go do I should be a cop. <laughs> right. Like I think most of the people who go and become cops, most of, the vast majority of are people who say, "Look, there's a chance of having a better world and somebody has to step up and do it. I feel like I can be the one to do that. Sure. So that's the reason why they get in that career. And then if something bad goes happen, which it may or may not, for some people, it's going to be an accidental situation. It could just be over time you get jaded and realize like, you know, right, yeah. why am I doing this? Because I know I couldn't do it because 
I don't care enough to like get involved in people's shit. If somebody's shooting, I'm leaving. If a building goes on fire, unless my stuff is going on fire, I'm going to look at it and then keep on walking. I'm not going to hold the hose. I got to go home. I get on my couch. My get couch. on my goddamn couch. My couch, couch. needs me. I'm going to police right. my couch. We all got problems, man. But this city, basically, right now, they're saying crime is down. Every day there's a new report about crime is down. Yes. And every day there's another report of a slashing, a shooting, a rape. So let's just take a look on crimes that are based on a 28-day cycle compared to the same time last year. And these are not numbers that like we like made up. These are directly from the NYPD. Because every week they put out like um, statistics, like weekly statistics that compare, you know, this current time period to this time last year which after we read these we have to like preface this by saying that these are the cases that were either reported or solved to them it does not include every single case sure right like the random person that like slashes somebody sitting by the door on a train and then like gets off the neck like you know gets off when the door's open and runs right they didn't catch that guy it's not included in this report right right the majority of people are not being caught i hate to tell you this man it is not the case where you know we have a 99% like capture policy so these <laughs> numbers are very accurate but like Again, 28-day cycle compared to the same time last year. For grand larceny, okay, which is? Grand larceny, Tom, thank you for asking, is generally theft of property valued at more than $1,000. Okay, so we're not talking little things. It's probably jewelry. It's probably, Mm -hmm. you know. A a tablet, a phone maybe, depending on what kind of phone you have or. Laptops. Yeah, yeah. You know, things things that you would use every single day that you have to shell out a shit ton of money mm-hmm. for that you may or may not even have put under your insurance yet because we go through so many of these things sure. on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, you know, cars fall under this and it's called, like, Grand Larceny Auto or GLA, as the coppers call it, as I learned doing the research. Well, look at thank you, you getting all educated. <laughs> so, in 2015... Grand larceny cases for a 28-day cycle was 2,787. Okay. 2016, we are up to 3,060. 3,060 grand larceny cases in a 28-day cycle, which is a 9.8% increase. That seems to be a lot to me. That is a shit ton of stuff getting stolen from people that cost... Quite a bit of money. (laughs) Felony assault. Yes. Felony assault. Now, there are varying levels of felony. Mm. Felony assault. I just had a little stutter there. I heard. There are various. (laughs) There are varying levels, you know, and usually they have a victim that has suffered physical injury of varying severity. And very uh, felony assault may be done intentionally, like. I see you, I'm going to attack you. Or it could be recklessly, like I ran through a crowd, knocked you down, something like that. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so okay. It's, there's reckless felony assault and intentional felony assault. And under this <clears throat> would also include, would it also include like 
shootings, stabbings, beatings, things of that salt, uh, things of that nature? I don't know, Tom. See, I believe this is where, like, our knife attacks come from and our slashings come from. Perhaps, perhaps, yes, yes, perhaps. Well, in 2015, in the 28-day cycle, that number was 1,262, which is high for a 28-day period, man. Sure, that's like a lot in a 28-day period. I mean, like, and even thinking of how many people are here in the city, like, that is an awful, awful lot of shit going down. Well, this year, 1,358, which is a 7.5% increase. Now... Here is my argument with this thing. There is no way that this number is accurate. Like, it's accurate maybe as far as how many people are reporting the crimes. It may be accurate as to how many people are being arrested for these crimes. But I wonder, just from seeing people, like, get completely annihilated on a sidewalk from me alone (laughs) like just walking through the seats the streets and just banging into somebody or the time i was walking through the street and had a guy throw a glass at the back of my head because we bumped into each other right yeah that would be considered a felony assault and there's shit like this that happens all the time right and like wait there's an article that i read in bloomberg that said like Um, Well, we'll get into it when we talk more about, like, the knife attacks. Um, But a lot of these things come from just basic, you know, someone bumps up against against another in a crowded subway, or someone gives another an unfriendly stare, an NYPD um, chief of detectives said. You know, he said, eye contact is bad on the subway. Try to avoid it and just go about your business. So you're, like, in this tin can during rush hour with... 400 other people trying to get where you're going. And of course, like, and I'm one of those people that, like, I constantly look around because I have to get the big picture. You have to. Your mom will kill you. She will kill me before I get killed. And, (laughs) God forbid. And, you know, so it's like, I'm constantly making eye contact. And I know that's wrong, but it's like, it's just what you do because, like, I look around just because I'm nosy because... I'm someone who, like, feeds off of what's happening around me for, like, stories that I want to write and poems and shit like that. So, like, I'm constantly looking around to get inspiration. It's not like I'm being an asshole or I want to start something with you. (laughs) But then there are people that, like, I'll sometimes, like, I'll make eye contact with one person for the first time to find that, like, they're glaring at me for, like, whatever reason. This is a very often occurrence, too. Like, you get glared at a lot. I, I feel like I get glared at a lot, too. And then I turn around and I give him, like, a badass look. And that ends immediately, usually. Well, because you're a tough guy. True. Or I'll just do that thing where I roll up. If I'm wearing a t-shirt, I'll roll up my sleeve a little bit. And I'll show the tattoo, like, look, motherfucker. I'll I make you playing. a zombie. I ain't playing. I'll make you a zombie, biatch. But, I mean, it's a whole different approach to the way things used to be. Growing up. The the rule for the city was look down for the majority of time, mm-hmm. but at the same time, keep an eye out on everything that's happening around you. you. Get the big picture. And if you're walking and as you get closer to somebody, be close enough when you do it, but look up at them and be able to immediately be able to describe as much stuff as you possibly mm-hmm. can about that person, which is what I told you when we first moved to the city. I was like, don't. Look away, because if you look away, you're showing fear. Right, yeah. If you look at them, they better at least know if they do something to you, 
you're going to be able to describe them when right, it comes exactly, right down to it. Exactly. And now the police are saying, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Yeah. And then how do you describe the person that assaulted you or slashed you or stabbed you for no reason, exactly. which is happening all the time? Exactly. And one of my former, um, like one of my co-students that was in my advertising class got attacked in her building in Brooklyn a couple weeks back. And she was just coming down the steps and he was coming up. She said she did not know who he was. And she just like looked at him because that's like, you know, you're passing on the stairs like, hey, how you doing? As you know, like you do it here in our building anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And he like pushed her down and like tried to assault her. And she and tried to like rob her as well. And she ended up like, you know, just like fighting back. And he finally like ran away. And she called the police and everything like that. And it had been like, there had been situations where like he was doing this in random buildings, like coming in behind somebody. And I mean, I know that I'm guilty of this too. Like somebody comes in behind me and you hold the door for them. Right. Because like you don't want to be that person that's like, Oh, like, you know who what I mean? We, like, who we basically ripped to shreds when we we're walking into the building, they closed the door behind us. You're too fucking privileged. You couldn't hold the door open for one goddamn minute. Right. But then like, you know, you don't want to be that person that, to start off like a war that's like, oh, you're going to be like, you're not letting me in the building. Like, why right. is it this? Is it that? Like, because still like it's a very fine line. And she ended up calling the police. The police came and everything. She was able to kind of describe this guy. And then like. A few weeks go by and they call her and say, can you come down to the station? Because we have a bunch of suspects of similar situations. She identified him and he's going to jail for like two years. Good. So she was able to like positively ID him. So it's like, don't tell me to look down. And that's why like whenever something happens, like I'm looking at people because like you do, it's like you make eye contact to not show fear. But then like sometimes like I throw in a little smile too, just to be like, look, like fuck you i don't know you like there's no reason to hate me for whatever reason you think that you should hate me right and i feel like this new police stance on it's better just to look down avoid eye contact and all that stuff it's not worth the hassle it makes their job easier because if they if you go and and have like something horrible happen to you on a train and you were following those rules of not making eye contact or looking around when they come to take the report and they say, what did this person look like? I have no idea. I exactly. was looking down. They say, okay, great. Well, we really can't do anything yeah. then. We're done. Like, course, okay, yeah. congratulations. You just made your job easier. But it doesn't stop this person from going out now and doing and it to somebody else. And it kind of gets into the whole thing where it's like, you know, because <clears throat> part of like, you know, of the gun situation that's going on, like, ver like pro versus anti-gun control and things like that. Part of the reason is like, well... And, you know, like we need to do something about mental because someone who's going to go and, you know, shoot up a school is obviously has mental issues. So, like, you know, there needs to be reform on, like, dealing with people with mental health issues. So, I mean, I can kind of get like what the cops are saying is like avoid this because, like, I don't think any sane person is going to just like I'm going to like you can't be 100 percent sane and be like, I'm going to slash this person like for whatever reason. But then it's like. Can it be like maybe you're just you just want to fucking hurt somebody because you're pissed off at anything? So it's like there's so like I just totally like disregard. Why are you like, looking at me for when you say that? <laughs> but like you know what I mean? It's like it's there's such a like it's there's a fucking many free -for -all. many reasons yeah, like, that people would want to hurt somebody. 
I mean, you could just be in the middle of showtime on the subway spinning around and accidentally kick somebody in the head, and that's the wrong person you want to kick in the head. And guess what? Now there's melee. <laughs> like, seriously, you come around to it and kick me in the head accidentally. I'm going to fucking kill you. And you might have a weapon and kill me first, but it's not going to stop me from trying if you kick me in the head accidentally or on purpose. <laughs> well, there you go. You've been warned, entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that shit. But, you know, of all the crimes, so like I said, we have a 9.8% increase in grand larceny. Mm-hmm. We have a 7.5% increase in felony assaults, which includes like stabbings, slashings, beatings. And even, and then to get into the next thing really quickly, there's, like, and this is what scares the shit out of me because. It's there's a thirty one point three percent increase in rape. Rapes. Like what the fuck? Rapes in a twenty eight day period, it, from last year to this year, two thousand fifteen had sixty three rapes. Eighty three. Eighty three rapes. Eighty three rapes. This year, a hundred and nine rapes so far in a, in a twenty eight day cycle. A hundred and nine in twenty eight days that are being reported. That are, yeah, that right. That are being reported. Re- being reported and, and or, you know, solved, I guess, one would say. But You've like, got to be fucking kidding me that this is still a, this is like one of the most barbaric acts. Like slashings is just mindless. It's senseless. Like it's it, like I don't even get what somebody can get out of a slashing or a stabbings, and there are stories about because, it all the time. And, and in a lot of the stories, and we were talking about this too, and like a lot of the stories about the slashings aren't like they were trying to get a purse, or they were trying to steal someone's iPhone, or they were trying to like rob them. They just fucking slash them for the sake of slashing them. Now, granted, some of them were. Um, like the um the guy from the NYPD, he said that um, where was it? I'm sorry, hold on. Like he said that like the incidents, like over a hundred of the like the attacks, some of them were un- most of them were like unprovoked, but you know they, some of them involved gangs, and just two of them were robberies. Two. Two of them were robberies, and eleven were spats that escalated into violence and this is according to the bloomberg business report um that ran yesterday or that ran on um friday the 18th which all right i can understand a spat escalating to the point where somebody stabs somebody i can understand like two people get into an argument at a nightclub and then somebody you know escalates it to the point where they go outside and somebody gets shot the rape thing though like a 31% increase from last year is mind-blowing that it comes down to this. Because it, all those other crimes are barbaric, but none of them are as barbaric as rape. Because it's not just the physical damage that's done. Right. It is the psychological damage that is done to not only the person that's involved, but to all those people around that person. Right, because that you're, you're never, even if like they go through the, the therapy and all the counseling and things that come, and even if they might be able to like overcome that, like you never overcome that. That never leaves you, that pain and that like what that person does to you. And the other thing is, is that's a 31% increase on rapes that were 
again reported reported mm-hmm. because i mean or or even counted as rapes because how many times have you think women have gone like from college campuses to like police departments and say i've been raped and they're like all right tell us the situation and they say a situation and the police might say it sounds a little sketchy like part of that might have been your fault and they automatically just stop pursuing the situation right of course yeah which yeah. happens way all the time. more than any other all crime time, because yeah. it's not like it's not like you're walking into an emergency room and bleeding all over the place in most cases it's right, like yeah. you just walk in and you're like going i was raped and people might look at you and say you don't look that bad right yeah of course and then all of a sudden it's not like an issue and then it puts it in your head of well yeah, I mean, yeah sure it was yeah. my fault and that's and that's a whole show in and of itself. <laughs> but 31%, man. That's huge. Like, that's very, very huge. And this city is getting safer somehow, according to the mayor. But, like, okay, fine. Like, you know, shootings have gone down. Um, like, you know, there's been a 23% decline in homicides and a 12% drop in shootings. Okay, that's great compared to last year. You know, that, that that's fantastic. But, like, crime... Is still happening. In general, crime is still definitely happening. And I don't get those numbers because I swear to God, back at the time when the mayor's office and the police office here in New York City were fighting, just as recently as this past summer, they were saying gun violence and murders were at an all-time high in New York City. And now here we are four months later and they're saying... No, they're they're lower than they they were last year. Which which report is right? Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, it's they're telling us what they want us to know. So, but at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is all of this stuff that they're telling tourists all around the country, like come to New York, it's like really safe. It's not as safe as you might think it is. That's <laughs> what the whole moral of the story is. This could. Very well, just be Tom's way of ensuring that tourists who do not know how to walk on sidewalks stop coming to the Big Apple. <laughs> I don't want to tell you that it's not safe, <laughs> but if I was going to be a tourist walking down the street and stopping and taking pictures in the middle of the sidewalk <laughs> at every single building that ended in an <laughs> ing, then this might not be the place for you because something might happen that isn't going to be good. And it's only going to get worse because Tom just moved his work office to Midtown right in the heart of Times Square. So he is going to just, this anger is going to just build. I hate it so much. I hate Midtown. And and like, seriously, if I, I still don't understand when the terror attacks happened back in 9-11. Why? I, I, I understand. <laughs> no, no. I understand Cripple the financial sure. thing. We were fucked financially anyway because of the housing market. We didn't need a plane to crash into the Twin Towers to, to ruin us financially because at that point in time, we were already on the trajectory of being fucked financially anyway. <laughs> you did not have to take out the financial dis- district. They did that on their own for the most part. (laughs) If you would have taken out Midtown, you would have taken out the tourism, and that would have really have been the end of New York because you would have had the financial gone, you would have had the tourism gone, this city would have crumbled. (laughs) And there's our last podcast because we'll probably be arrested now for conspiracy. (laughs) I'm not saying saying that anybody should do it, but it's just mind-blowing that, you know, 
I don't know what these people think of when they're out there. They have all these hours, and they're like thinking, oh, let's crash into the building in the lowest part of the city that affects, you know, the fewest amount of people. Whereas if you do it in the middle, like, you can affect the entire country. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for a Did You Know before we go any deeper. <laughs> Did you know? Did you know, as of March 13th, 2016... Police have investigated 809 blade attacks citywide. That's a lot in like three months span. Actually, not even in like a two and a half month span. Yeah, exactly. But crime is down. Crime is down. Yeah. It's 136 more than the 673 investigated by offices at the same time last year. That's an increase of about 20%, according to the New York Daily News. So why are blade attacks up? Do you know? Why? I don't know. Oh, well. Maybe criminals are getting smarter. Considering a loaded gun in New York City without a permit outside of a person's home or business is a Class C felony, punishable by up to 15 years imprisonment with a mandatory minimum three and a half years. Whereas carrying a knife or razor with a blade under four inches comes with no legal ramifications unless it is used as a weapon. So among, you know, the um, the weapons used in these slashings that we've been talking about, like these 809 blade attacks, kitchen knives, screwdrivers, box cutters and machetes. Who the fuck has a machete? I swear to God, there have been so many news stories Who in the last two years where you see a guy on the sidewalks, like, swinging a machete around. And, and this is the other big thing. is like the, there are so many outraged people because they're like, oh, the police shot a guy with a machete. Like, you hear that at least once every six months, that the police shot a guy with a machete, like, in Midtown. Police shot a guy with a machete, like, downtown. Sure. And it's kind of like... What the fuck do you want them to do? Like, obviously, they are on something to the point where they are not able to be reasoned with. You tase them, and what happens if you miss? And now the guy fucking comes after <laughs> exactly. you with a machete. Good, you shot him? Good for you. You should have. He has a machete. Never bring a fucking knife to a gunfight. Oh, my Jesus Christ. See, but I kind of, I, I disagree with, like, okay, fine, like, shooting, like, yes, Maybe the only safe way to take the guy down is to shoot him. But you don't need to fucking kill somebody because you shoot him in the leg, you shoot him in the arm, you shoot him like in a place that's not going to hurt him so that he can then be tried for and like I truly believe this and I know my parents would be like what the fuck is our daughter turned into being the republican hunters that they are but like they want him for me <laughs> <laughs> but like I just think it's ridiculous but like can you imagine being stabbed with a fucking screwdriver oh my god that's like no. a sp- that's like almost being like especially if it's just like one of like those weird what are those ones with like like a Phillips? Yeah. Like, I don't know the difference between them, but like like that has got to hurt. That's like being stabbed with like a fucking spoon, man. Well, maybe not. What kind of spoon do you have that's so sharp? Oh. A grapefruit spoon. Oh. I, don't, I have not heard of many grapefruit spoons attacks, but if you think I gave terrorists bad ideas, you just gave everybody, you gave a bunch of vegetarians some crazy ideas yourself. And there's probably more vegetarians in this city than there are terrorists. <laughs> But isn't it strange how, you know, you're allowed to carry these weapons around, 
and you can't get caught with them either way because stop and frisk isn't legal no more. Nope, it's not. So, you know, it doesn't really matter if you have a concealed weapon because unless you're taking it out and, like, spinning it around on your finger like a cowboy from <laughs> Wild West days, who the fuck is going to know you have it? It's gonna, It takes a lot now. And the police shoot people because of lawsuits. That's really what it comes down to because I think... People figured out a long time ago that if they do something wrong, there's always a way to argue it down. Mm -hmm. All right. So and, and again, I'm not justifying police violence. I think it's fucking awful. Like we don't need another SS. Like we've already <laughs> dealt with that and we blew them the fuck up and hopefully gotten rid of them. I understand that there are politicians trying to bring that faction back. <laughs> but until that happens, we don't need that in our right. lives right now. So when police draw their weapons, somebody figured out a long time ago, if I rob a bank and I go in with a gun that has no bullets and I'm shot by the police on my way out, their defense attorney is going to be like, oh, and this person, yep, he did something wrong. It's his first time. He's never done anything like this before. He was having hard times. He didn't even have bullets in the gun that he robbed this bank with. His intention wasn't to hurt. But the police shot him in the legs, and now he's, you know, doomed to a wheelchair. His circumstances weren't bad enough before this started, where he couldn't find a job. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't be a tr contributing to society. But now, all of a sudden, the police have made it work worse for him. So we have to grant him a couple of million bucks. Right. So now, all of a sudden, this is going to be this smarter thing that that's going on, because everybody's going to be like, going, well... Look, man, I'm not going to make the money off the robbery, per se. I'm going to make the money off the lawsuit against that, the police. Against the cops, yeah. Where if the cop just shoots the person in the head, they could just be like, well, how was I supposed to know there was no bullets in the gun? I was fearing for my life. I had no choice but to take the headshot. It's going to be him and me. Well, the him and me argument, that's valid no matter what. Sure, yeah. So where are you going to shoot him? Okay, I mean, I see. I see, but like, there's, there's so... Like, every case is different and everything. Like, I just... I, no, I'm standing by it. Like, I fucking don't think that, like, you should shoot to kill unless it's, like, a shootout where there's civilians and things like that. But, like, someone wielding a machete, you could take out and, like, you could shoot him in the leg and then take him down. Maybe. But you also got to think about, like... Just a few years back in Florida with the people who were on bath salts, the police shot them how many times? The first couple of shots did nothing. They sat there and kept on eating a homeless guy's face. Right, okay, okay. And it's, okay. they were getting shot and just kept on fucking chewing away as this guy was slowly <laughs> right. dying. Zombies, zombies. And then they're like going, all right, what's going to work? Shoot him in the head. That's what works with every zombie. You've seen the movies. You know I did. It. I've seen the movies. I've seen the movies. Um, one other thing, too, is um, there's a group called the Manhattan Institute, which is a policy research organization, which, you know, to put a disclaimer, has been very critical of Mayor de Blasio um, and his initiatives to reduce police stop and frisk tactics in minority neighborhoods. Um, but she says, and I do agree with this, that the same strategies aimed at getting guns off the streets, including stop and frisk, should apply to knives. Like... I mean, I've gotten frisked before, and I'm obviously not a minority, and it's fine. Like, look through my purse, man. If it means that, like, 
so, like show the show that somebody could some like that I would not get slashed or somebody else wouldn't get slashed because of something I might have in my purse. Fine, frisk me. I don't care because I don't want to be scared riding a train late at night by myself as I do. Right. And let me tell you something, man. There's always a way to justify the reasons for everything that you have on you. Anything that I carry to work with me on a daily basis, I have a reason for. Like, I'm, you're not going to see me carrying, like, a knife into work and say, well, I need it because, you know, what, I'm, I'm opening boxes all day. No, it's not something you need. Chances are you have a box opener at work. Yeah. You don't need to have, like, you know... A, a machete for any reasons unless maybe you're like wear a costume in the central park zoo and you're like oh no i'm an exhibitionist is that what? the guy i have no idea what's I... the guy who goes like on a safaris like he's a... not an exhibitionist an explorer maybe all right well one of those guys but like i don't think anybody has like like i can't think of any reason why anybody would need to have a machete but that's the point like if the police stop you and you're going through your shit and they pull out a gun, you're going to go to jail because you should be going to jail because you sh there's no reason why you need to have a gun on you. Nobody needs to have a gun on them. Sorry, they just don't. Not here. It's unnecessary. Unless you're planning on using it on somebody, in which case you shouldn't have a gun on you in the first place. <laughs> right. A knife, same situation. There's no need to be carrying like a knife around. I, I love it when, you know, like, and, and I'll, I'll even like, throw this kid under the bus but kyle my son used to bring a knife with him everywhere and he mm -hmm. used to be like for what reason and his his answer was always like because you never know you never know what what don't you know <laughs> because if somebody comes after you with a knife you can probably outrun them because you're in pretty good shape and you don't need to deal with that right if somebody comes after you with a gun your knife don't mean shit so at the end of the day this yeah. isn't like the sharks versus the jets. You're not going to tie your hands together and do the dance of death. <laughs> so I don't. You don't need to carry knives around with you. The fact. And first of all, why would you want to even like just like it's the same thing like with soccer. I don't understand soccer because it's like, why would anybody want to run around that fucking big field for like what reason? <laughs> like what kind of crazy person wants to run up and down that fucking field? Why would you want to stab someone or slash someone? Like, it is a dirty, dirty, like, just way to, like, just attack someone. It's nasty. Like, if you want to hurt somebody, there are so many other ways of doing it that are not going to land you in jail for years and years. Like, I hated those asshole kids that were running around and playing that punch game where they would just, like, punch people in the back of the head. Yeah. It's a ridiculous thing. But if you need to get your aggression out, that is a far less, you know, that is a far less bad thing to do than slashing somebody, which is People what this died. has evolved into. People have died by getting punched in the back of the head. No, no. People have died from Bring getting slashed back in the back of the head. Bring back verbal warfare. Verbal warfare. But do you notice that a lot of people have started this violent stuff the more politically correct we've became because they can't do <laughs> verbal warfare like you can't say something without offense if you sat in the middle of a train 
and started like spouting out like something racial or religious or some, some just something that just anything. gets on the people's skin. Anything skins. could be taken as unpolitically correct. The whole you say hello. car can turn against you. <laughs> like I've seen people like walking. Th- this past week, I had some guy come in the train and he was like, you know, God was, you know, the black messiah, blah, blah, blah. And just like I said, always scan. You scan around and you could see every single person. And this is in Midtown where it's not a huge majority of black population. It was a majority of white people and tourists. You look around at them and they're all just like, fuck this guy. He does not know what he's talking about. And you are not going to get in the face of some like religious Midwesterner and tell them about the black Messiah. Because they're the most violent motherfuckers (laughs) of them all. (laughs) Because they are the ones with all the rifles and shit. (laughs) But you could just look around and you could be like, oh man, you can't say anything verbal anymore. So maybe at the end of the day, it makes sense. To just go and slash somebody and get your anger out and then just keep on running because at least you got your point across to at least one person without being attacked for it. I don't know, man. There might be something to that. I don't know. Maybe there is, Tom. Maybe there is. (laughs) Well, that's it for this Did You Know. Did you know? All right, everybody. That wraps up another show. I hope you found like some humor in it, even though we are in a we are in a very very dark place this week. I don't know what it is, but this has been a very dark dark week. It really has, yeah. It's been darkness, darkness, everybody, darkness. Maybe it's the change in weather from, you know, winter to summer to Back winter. To winter. <laughs> <laughs> That's just making us all lose our minds. But whatever it is, I mean, just be safe out there. Keep your eyes peeled. Get the big picture. I think that's going to be your word of the week. Ding, ding. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) I got you covered. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope we get a chance to see you guys at the Metropolitan Room next Saturday. If you want more information about us, pop on over to our website at highregardshow.com. And if you'd like to reach us and let us know your stories about Violence. violence and slashings. <laughs> I was like, why are you I was, I was pausing to think of, do I know another word stronger than <laughs> violence? Eh, whatever. Uh, drop us a note at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always find us on any social media outlet as High Regard Show. That's it, everybody. You all have a safe week. And get the big picture. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>